This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I am Rick Camp alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. Jay, the community is excited because we had our first taste of fall weather. People got to break out the standard fat uniform of a hoodie and jeans. And it seems it, it just seems like we're, we're really close to getting that consistent fall weather. Yes, it's been a really, really great time to be a fat person. Uh, cold enough to sleep. That's the best. You crack the window in your bedroom and it's just ideal sleeping weather. You can throw some heavier covers on. And just really get uh, nice and snuggled up. And the other thing is this week has been a cavalcade of taste tests for me and Rick. Before we get to all that, I want to tell you how to get in touch. I'm fat pod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at I'm fat pod. We have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash I'm fat pod. And of course, our tea public shop is open. Go get yourself an I'm fat podcast t-shirt or hoodie. We've got the 0.0 marathon We've got the French fry bag. We've got the pizza box and more designs to come on our tea public shop for all the info on all of the things we offer. You can go to our uh, links on any of our social media accounts. Our link tree will get you to all of those shops. Make sure you use that tea public link because it helps us out the most when you use that one. And of course, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, those things really help, especially on Apple Podcasts, but we're everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I saw we were just added to Amazon Prime Podcasts. Oh, there I, we go. I didn't know that was a thing, but I it's a thing either. now. It's a thing, and we're there, so we're very easy to find. But, yeah, thanks for tuning in. We always appreciate it. So I think the food lead for this week is the McDonald's Spicy Chicken McNuggets. We talked about them on last episode because they were coming out, I think, the next day was yeah. the day that they were revealed. I had them. The day they came out and the next day, just for science, just to make sure that it wasn't a fluky batch. And I'm going to tell you, Rick, if McDonald's Spicy McNuggets become a regular menu item, they're going to be my go-to order. I was very impressed. Same here. I know you did. You put on all our social media platforms your like first blush review, and I had them yesterday for lunch and was incredibly I don't I wouldn't say incredibly surprised because I trusted your review but incredibly pleased at just how good they are I do believe they're better than the Wendy's spicy chicken nuggets I think the flavor is a little bit better it takes a second for the heat to get there like the heat is more immediate with the Wendy's spicy nuggets agreed but once the heat gets there it's it's a real nice heat from the McDonald's nuggets now I will say for me 
the McDonald's I went to, they had already run out of the hot sauce. So I was dipping into barbecue, which I know changes it a little bit, but I was still very, very pleased and impressed with what McDonald's put out there. Interesting. So the mighty hot sauce is what you're talking about. That was revealed alongside the spicy McNuggets. And a lot of people who've tried it have told us that they think they're going to get the mighty hot sauce as their sauce for the regular McNuggets Hmm. and just eat the spicy McNuggets plain. And that's how I did it at first. I wanted to have my first bite. And the video that I posted was truly my first reaction. That was the first bite I ever took of the spicy McNuggets. So I took it without any, you know, sauces on it at all. But I enjoy that mighty hot sauce. It's got it is significantly hot. It's got a little hint of apricot in there. So there's a little bit of sweet with the heat. I really think that McDonald's pulled this off. And like I said, my big concern was, will they be able to maintain the integrity of a McNugget in terms of the batter, in terms of the, uh, I I don't think crunch is the right word, but for lack of a better word, I'll say crunch. And they did. It tastes like a McNugget with a spicy batter. It's exactly what I wanted. And McDonald's nailed it. Yeah, big props to McDonald's on that because I know they're going to have their lines almost no matter what. But the line when I went there, and maybe it was because it was within an hour of when a Bears game started, but that was a significant line. And you could tell the person that I was speaking to that was taking my order was legit flustered. So so it it was a thing. And the fact that they ran out of the mighty hot sauce that quick has to be a good sign for them. Well, and I want to give them props, too, because this was a situation where I feared that they would run out because there'd be such a demand for it. It seems like, as far as I can tell, everyone who wanted to try it has been able to find it. It's been widely available, and I have not heard a review from anyone who didn't like it. I saw, of course, there's going to be some online where people are like, they're not worth the hype, and then they get into it, and and their basic consensus is like, McDonald's is trash, and these are trash, too. Fine. If that's your opinion, then don't you're not don't waste my time with a review because you're not going to review it from a place of honesty. If you just think McDonald's sucks, then move on, right? If you're a fan of McDonald's and you like McNuggets, give me a fair review of the spices and they're great. Uh, like I said, they will be my new go-to as long as they're on the menu. They were they were really really good. And I now I need to try, Rick, the former goat of spicy McNuggets, the Wendy's Nugs. I need to have them again now and truly made the comparison between the two. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, people that listen to this podcast know more of the big three. I've generally been a Wendy's stan. So for me to say that these nuggets are better than than Wendy's is a thing. And and to just, you know, it's a and I would say it's not a complete blowout. But it's like a 31 to 17 game, something like that. Like <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a convincing win. Yeah, it's a convince. Okay. It's a convincing win that you wouldn't necessarily call a blowout. I'm surprised that you said that when you said you thought it was better than Wendy's. It caught me off guard. I was without speech in that moment because, like you said, you are a Wendy's stan, and uh, those are considered the best. Like the the Burger King ones are fine, but it's more like. They're not very good, but they're super cheap. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's that but that's different. If we're talking about just all things being equal price wise, the spicy chicken McNuggets, they're my favorite and they're yours. And that to me is a is a surprise. And if you've been holding out on trying these, you should absolutely 
go try them now because Rick likes them more than Wendy's. Not so much. I knew I was going to like them for the most part. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Rick likes them as much. And I think this is a good time to remind people that we take no money from any corporate food sponsors like McDonald's, Wendy's. They do not pay us to talk about their stuff. There's nothing like that on this podcast. If that ever becomes the case, and we're open to it, uh, by all means, <laughs> Ronald, get in touch. Uh, I'm fatpot at gmail.com. We will we'll make that very, very clear. We, yes. All of our advertisers will be front and center, and you'll know. So, yeah, like e- even our local places that are more mom and pop shops, we have not gotten money early. So, you know, like we haven't gotten money from them. Not for lack of trying. Right. <laughs> True. Okay. Uh, another big. <laughs> I think I think we'll get there soon. And uh, speaking of that, I want to I want to send a shout out. To, so if anyone who listens to my Madhouse Hockey podcast knows that Marishka's in Crest Hill has been a sponsor of ours forever. And they have like the world's greatest poor boy. So had some business out in Lockport. I went and picked up that PlayStation because I've been holding on to that freaking PS1 game for 25 years. So I finally went and got a PlayStation that worked. Uh, out in Lockport, so I met and went to meet Joe from Marishka's. I uh, went to his house. I saw the the house that poor boys built. It's lovely. Um, and he's like, "Oh, before you leave, comes out with the poor boy, had it in the oven with the onion rings, and then he's like, I hope it makes it home.' I'm like, "No, that won't happen." So I was very close to Lewis, where I went to college. Drove over the. Actually, no. Here's what I did. I didn't have any soda with me, any pop with me. So I drove through Arby's, <laughs> got a Coke, and I said. I need a large Diet Coke and all the napkins you have because I knew I was going to eat a poor boy in my car. That's awesome. Drove to Lewis, found myself an isolated parking spot where I could feel no shame. Oh, yeah. That's what you got to do. Just devoured that thing in the parking lot. I had to drive home with the windows open. That The garlic butter on that poor boy from Marishka's is to die for. Uh, so if you've never tried that, it's out in Crest Hill. They've been there since 1933. Absolutely fantastic place. Uh, but I'll tell you, and Joe will acknowledge this when you have Marishka's start the clock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. So when you, uh, go for the parking spot of less shame, mm-hmm. do you go closer to the light pole or further away from the light pole? Uh, it was still bright out when I was doing it. So it, the light pole did not make a difference. I, the other thing is if you're doing it at night, you have to park somewhere that's not suspicious. Right. Cause you don't want the police coming and thinking you're taking care of yourself or you've got a, <laughs> no, uh, I mean, you are, uh, or a cycle you are but not in that way, <laughs> or that you have like a sex worker in your car. Um, so yeah, I, I, I found a spot that was behind the, the business building, but still in sight. So people wouldn't call the police on me. Nice. Um, and it was perfect. And I was within walking distance of a garbage can. Uh, but my fear is that like what remained of the poor boy, which is a bunch of grilled onions and some cheese that stuck to the wrapper. Um, it's one of those cans. I might not get changed for a while. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's see what happens. Uh, yeah. 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 So if you work at Lewis University, you're going to want to change the uh, garbage can behind Benilde by the uh, disc golf course. There you go. <laughs> okay so we had another food taste test this week because we were getting multiple people saying the wendy's pretzel bacon pub burger was really really good so you did the first blush reaction video on the when on the mcdonald's spicy nuggets i did the the first blush video for the wendy's pretzel bacon pub burger oh and before we get into your review by the way yes 
I've got to say, you've got to keep the food in frame at all times, Rick. We've got to work on your camera skills. Well, considering I didn't have anybody <laughs> to take the video for me. I felt myself like trying to stand up to like, God, where's the burger? Where I is know. it? Like trying to tilt my phone like that was going to change the picture. Yeah. Well, there was there was no <laughs> there was no way for me to like it was the do I cut off my head? Yes. Or do uh, or do I get the food? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I probably should have just done that. I probably would have looked bald at that point almost. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that, that part was a struggle and my hands looked gigantic in that video. <laughs> it's, a, it's the proximity to the camera. I know it's <laughs> a problem. I know it like I have fat fingers regardless of the camera angle, D- but I, good Lord. It looked like I had hot links for fingers. Someone tweeted at me after my McNugget video. Like, I hate the way you eat. It's like, I always feel like you're going to bite your fingertips off when you bite a nugget. He's like, just take it one bite. I'm like, I'm a one bite. I'm a two bite nugget guy. Like, what the hell? I think it's because I have a mustache, like a mustache on my beard. So you see my fingers disappear when they're not actually in my mouth. (laughs) Some guy's like, I can't stand to watch you eat. I'm like, well, you're going to want to unfollow. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Okay. So the components of the Wendy's pretzel bacon pub burger. It is. A quarter pound burger. Only one of them is standard, which is disappointing. Uh, fried onions, Munster cheese, three slices of bacon, pickles, honey mustard, and warm beer cheese. I was, I, I'm generally skeptical of fast food places that try and go a little more boutique on things like the burger and put too many things on it because. For a fast food place to have like every element be actually really good is just not likely. This burger was really, really good. I agree. And I had, so listen to this, you know, and everyone that listens know, listen, knows I'm not a fan of mustard and I'm not a fan of pickles. So when I ordered, I said, no mustard, no pickles, got my burger and there was mustard on it. And I'm like, you know I'm just going to, because it's honey mustard, I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to power through it. Even with the honey mustard, I thought it was great. It was really good. And I got a double. And the mustard taste was there for me the whole time. It wasn't like they put a little bit on there. Right. I just didn't want to go through the drive through again and wait another 15 minutes. I had somewhere to be. So I'm like, I'm just going to power through it. And part of me like wants to start liking mustard. This was a good start. You're right. And the fact that I got a double, I think, was helpful, Rick. Next time you should get a double. Okay. Because the whole thing just Twist works better. Yeah, the whole thing works better with a thicker uh, patty, right? I, so, think, I think it's because of the of how more dense the pretzel bun is. Exactly. You need more meat when you have a bun that dense. Mm-hmm. But the bun was terrific and fresh. That's yes. one thing I really noticed about it. The beer cheese was warm. It was not fakey feeling. Uh, It was a mess of a burger. You're going to get dirty eating this thing. Stock up on napkins when you order it, but absolutely delicious. I don't know if it moves into every time I go status, but it will definitely be one of the things I consider every time I drive through Wendy's. I still love their spicy chicken sandwiches. Those are still my favorite things there. But as far as the burgers go, this thing, and for the price... It's not that much astronomically more than your standard burgers there. Mm-hmm. So it was really, really great. Oh, and by the way, pro tip, I downloaded the Wendy's app 
Okay. And then when you go in there, there's like uh, promos or whatever. I got two bucks off the meal with the app. And they just scan the app and its rewards. So they scan it. You get the rewards and you get the two dollars. I got two dollars off my meal. So I got wow. a large fry, large pop, um, double cheeseburger version of the pub burger. It was eight, like eight bucks and change. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. It's definitely all these apps, by the way. Like the day the spicy McNuggets came out, McDonald's had you get a free six piece if you order a six piece. So for the three of us to eat, for me, Hope, and Addie to eat, I got a 20 piece and then two six pieces. It was awesome. So it was just enough. And, and that even that was like 13 bucks for the whole order. Was six enough for both of them? No, we all split the 32. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, I, I probably ate 20 on my own. Okay, <laughs> so maybe good. I guess they, they I guess they did do enough, but okay. I know I probably had like fourteen or fifteen of them, okay. and then Hope probably had seven or eight, and then Eddie had the rest. Oh, and my plea to Wendy's, for the love of God, fix your fries. Like they were better than the they last were, yeah. time I had had them, but because it, it had been it had been like literally over a year since I'd had fries from Wendy's. But fix your fries, man, or woman, woman, <laughs> woman makes more sense, person. So because like there's so many good things on that menu that to have the fries just like I understand you were trying to zig while everybody was zagging, but like zig better. (laughs) Please. They're like papery. We've taught we've discussed them a lot. Yeah. Speaking of menus, our good friends at Dr. Squatch have added a new product to their menu. I saw this, Rick. I don't know if you've seen this yet. Ordered immediately. A limited edition Dr. Squatch soap bar, the chalky milk, cocoa nibs, cocoa butter, cocoa powder, and oat milk. This was originally released by Dr. Squatch as an April Fool's joke, but they actually did it. I ordered it. It's on the way. Just the ads they made for this at drsquatch.com or on their Instagram or Twitter just seriously looks like something I want to take a bite out of. Uh, go to drsquatch.com, explore the soaps they have to offer, but jump on these limited edition ones like the Mars Bar, which has become one of my favorites in this new one, the Chalky Milk. Get yourself a couple thick bricks. Drsquatch.com. Use that promo code I'm Fat. If it's your first time with Dr. Squatch, on the top right of the page there, there's the Squatch quiz. Take that quiz. They'll find all the products that suit you best. Pro tip for me, soap saver, absolutely essential, will make your soap last longer. If you're going to be someone like me who rotates between the exfoliating and the moisturizing, get yourself the big soap saver. It's worth it because it will hold three bars. And then get yourself that hair care kit, the shampoo, the conditioner, all natural. My hair has never been healthier. It's well, it's been thicker, but the, thin, but the thinning of my hair is definitely <laughs> slowing down, which is something that was essential to me. DrSquatch.com, promo code I'm fat to save on your order and to help the podcast, but get yourself those chalky milk bricks before they are gone. I feel like they're targeting us and our listeners. Oh, definitely. The Mars bar, <laughs> the, ch- <laughs> the chalky milk. I mean, come on. I, I get it and I appreciate it. So love that. Uh, love the Dr. Squatch line of products there. I even said it all in one sentence without stuttering after stuttering. So I saw you tweet out that you tried, I know marshmallow is your thing and that you found a new variety of something marshmallow related. Yes. 
Okay, so I know that candy corn is not for everybody. I know, okay? Um, I'm a fan of the candy corn pumpkins, which are, they're actually called Malo Cream Pumpkins. That's the official name made by Brock's, a Chicago company, by the way. At Meyer the other day, I found candy corn caramel apples. So they're red or green with like brown coloring on each of them. They are really good. If you're a fan of candy corn and the candy corn pumpkins, try these caramel apple candy corns. They're delicious. They came in the same kind of bag. I sort of like almost walked past it because I was like, oh, okay. Oh, well, wait, that's something different. That's a caramel apple. Maybe this has been out for a while. I've never seen this before, though. Got a bag immediately. We make this joke, Addie and I, that something just jumped into our cart. We don't know how it got in there. Yeah. But those, uh, that Star Crunch, it just fell in. We were walking down the aisle. And the box just jumped into our cart. I had Star Crunch jump into my <laughs> cart literally last week. It's crazy. I don't know how this keeps happening. Right. For a product that's so cheap to have, you know, to have the ability to just bounce into a cart is incredible. Really? It's it's highly skilled. Um, and boy, those are gone. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. The, those are gone real quick. Yeah. But the candy apple uh, or caramel corn, uh, candy corn, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> caramel apple candy corn. By Brock's is out. Saw it at Meyer. Really, if you're a fan of it, it's really good. I don't think it's going to change any minds on candy corn in general. But if you like candy corn, try to find yourself this caramel apple candy corn. You'll like it. Uh, I know you have a couple other things that you tasted this week, but before we get to those, I have to actually do something I didn't think I'd ever be doing on this podcast. Uh-oh. I have to take issue with Dairy Queen. What? So yesterday, I go to Dairy Queen on my way to work because I'm thinking, you know what? With the cooler weather, one of the main things that I think of when I think of fall is having a s'more around a campfire or backyard, whatever. I know where you're going with this. I might so, agree. So I know I had like seen the signs that like the s'more blizzard was back or was, you know, whatever at, at Dairy Queen. I go yesterday. I ask for a s'more blizzard. They are not making it anymore. So I don't know if this was just it was there for a limited time and it was a really flawed time frame that they yeah, chose. N- now is the time. Yeah, now is when like September, October, that's when you want it. I understand it's prime pumpkin season for all the basic bitches out there. I get it. But s'mores are a fall thing not a late summer thing so why is the s'more blizzard not available now that's Answer me this queen of dairy <laughs> if you are even royalty after all uh yeah i think so sometimes here's what i know from being in a dq town that they have like limited ingredients to make these things and once they're out they're out but I can't imagine if they line this up with the fall. And my daughter, Addie, would be a better resource on this uh, since she's the Dairy Queen expert. But I think this should be a fall product. I can't imagine they would run out by now. Um, should I call her? Do you want me to, uh, she's in school. Stupid school. Yeah. So I can't call her right now. But she would love to come down. And I'll, 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 get, the, I'll, I'll get some info for you for next week. Thank However, you. during football last night, I saw an ad for Sonic. And they... Have a toasted s'mores shake. Hmm. And it looks amazing. Graham cracker crumbles, chocolate chunks, 100% real ice cream. 
Okay. As opposed to what? Right. <laughs> and on top, a marshmallow whip. This looks good. And sometimes my complaint with the s'more products is that the s'more, it's like kind of artificially toasty. You know, like, the, I don't know how yeah. they, you know, I wish they would just kind of like, just put marshmallows in there. You don't have to toast it. I get it. So I'm I'm very interested in this. I want to know if the um if the toasted taste is artificial. Cuz if it is, I'm not in, but I'm going to try this cuz s'more hard to top s'more as a flavor. Yeah, it's, it's just a great really, combo. It really is. I mean, it gives you a few different a few different things to hit on that are very different, but they just meld together so well. And I know I've discussed this before on this podcast, but I know people don't hear every episode. There's a place in Chicago, Chicago Bagel Authority. It is right underneath the Belmont Red Line stop. Awesome place. They got steamed bagels. It is really one of my favorite places in Chicago. But they sell what equates to a Rice Krispie square. Okay, so a square cereal bar, lots of marshmallow holding it all together. But instead of Rice Krispies, it's Cocoa, Cocoa Puffs and Golden Grams. So it is a s'more crispy wow friends this is one of the greatest things you will ever eat you can make it on your own they're not you can just find the recipe online sure but instead of putting rice krispies in a rice krispie treat go get yourself some cocoa puffs and some golden grams and load in the marshmallows and this is the best treat ever very folly as you're saying rick and by the way as i'm looking at the sonic thing for the s'more shake it says new this summer Hmm. Why is it a summer thing? Why are s'mores summer? They shouldn't be because fire's hot, and I don't want the extra hot when it's already hot out. Yes, this is s'more weather right now. We're in it right now. This is it. Do we need to like have a meeting with the food industry <laughs> to, to just be like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Excuse me, food industry? We'd like to have a word. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but we probably should have... You know, there are far too many local restaurants that have closed down as a result of of the pandemic. I think one that I feel comfortable giving a special recognition to, how often or did you ever go to Ronnie's? Uh, Ronnie's? I don't think I know Ronnie's. No, I've never been there. So, Jay, Ronnie's sticks out to me because it was a steakhouse of the people because... You could get a steak for really damn cheap. And it was just a nice laid back atmosphere in there. Also, I went there for a buddy's the dinner for a buddy's bachelor party. So which seemed like a not the classiest thing in the world, but it wasn't exactly the classiest group of individuals. So but (laughs) I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the place. They gave us the entire like upper level just to be able to have a private, basically keep our chicanery to ourselves. Yeah. But considering it's like, okay, I can get a steak for like 10 bucks. Yes. Uh, one, I will take that. Two, it was solid. It's a solid enough steak. So for people of the lower income persuasion, which I've always been, to be able to say, hey, I can go get a steak. I can get sides and not feel like I'm screwing myself for the next week. Thank you, Ronnie's. And I will miss you. Well, another place closing that the Chicago Institution does not meet your criteria of cheap steaks. 
Uh, but Lowry's, the prime rib, which has been open in downtown Chicago for 46 years, is closing. Um, their lease expired, uh, the pandemic, and they're also blaming the protests somehow. Um, but Lowry's, the prime rib, is closing after 46 years. You can find their seasoning salt still, I believe. Um, but that's a Chicago institution. So, yeah, that this like we talk about, like the places that are around you that have been there for a long time, even if they're having... You, know, you drive by and there's still people there. I promise you, they're they're struggling. They are struggling. So, um, I know we've been talking a lot about the big corporate chains today, but if you've got a place around you like Marishka's or like Fry the Cooper, some of our favorite independently owned places, make sure you support them. Every corner's got a beef stand or a hot dog stand. Try to go there a little more often than you would, you know, because those people, those are the ones that are really hurting. They're the ones that need your help, and uh, you know, make sure you support those businesses because now. They're really struggling. And look, I, I really worry because like when the weather turns, when it gets to winter, people are just going to be home more often. And if, if they were struggling during the summer, I'm really worried about what winter, a winter pandemic is going to do to a lot of these businesses who are probably barely hanging on as it is. So let's all do our best to support the, the little guys, the local places uh, when we can, because it's hugely important. And I think when we talk about the places we love the most, like I talk about Los Angeles and Rick talks about um, steam steamboat barbecue and all those places. They're all family owned places. So do your best to support them. Uh, Cause uh, that's what that, I mean, look, you talk about what makes this country that is people can open a place like that and have success and, uh, and live the, live the dream. Uh, but right now it's more difficult than ever. So, all right, I'm off Absolutely. my soapbox, but okay. Well, word on the street. And by the street, I mean what you told me before the show, before the podcast started, <laughs> was that you tried a couple of the things that I brought up on last podcast that I had given a spin. Yes. Okay. I had the Starburst Duos, which were the two colored. Uh, there's like the blue raspberry lemonade, and then there was watermelon. Strawberry. Strawberry. Very good. Yes. If I see them, I'm buying them. Big fan. However, I have an issue with you, Mr. Camp. What? Wasn't it you that a week ago told me that the Culver's pretzel bites were better than the cheese curds? No, I did not say that. The part of the reason I wanted to try the pretzel bites is because listener to the pod, Brandon Banks, said they are. That's what I meant. Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) Incorrect. Incorrect. The pretzel bites were good. I liked them. They're fine. They're not better than the curds. Absolutely not. No chance. Uh, they were good. Like Rick described, smushy in the middle, but a little bit of a crunch factor on the shell. Very delicious. The cheese sauce was good. It was real. Um, you know, it wasn't like what my daughter describes as plastic cheese that they get on her nachos when they have hot lunch at school. Mm-hmm. This is the one day of the week where Addie does not opt for the free hot lunch because she's like, the nacho cheese is plastic. And then she draws a conclusion that because it's plastic, it's killing turtles because plastic in the ocean. This is my daughter's logic and her friends. So plastic in the ocean kills turtles. Okay. Yes. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. They contend that this cheese is plastic. Therefore, this <laughs> cheese is killing the turtles. <laughs> the 10th grade, the 10 t- year old mentality, folks. This is, is what I'm dealing with on a daily basis. That's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing. But no, they were good. The pretzel bites were good. Um, but to say they're better than the curds, absolutely not. I'll get them again. 
But again, it was like maybe ten for three fifty. Eh, Culver's is ex- expensive enough. Yeah, right. That's like true. it's and it's good. It's worth it. It's always worth it. But eh, three fifty for ten pretzel bites. I don't know. I will say in in lieu of those, go to BK and get those jalapeno cheddar bites. Those are delicious and they're dirt cheap. Fair. I still I keep forgetting to try those. Yeah, they're good. Okay, one more thing I want to do before we get to Ask a Fats. Um, I want to shout out a longtime company, Lando Lakes. Okay, Lando Lakes Butter. They serve the spreadable butter in the tub. This has been a long frustration of mine as a fat guy is I shouldn't have to take spreadable butter and put it in the microwave to make it spreadable. Is it spreadable or is it not? If I had to put it in a microwave, it's not. The Lando Lakes tub with the red lid, I think it's uh, butter with canola oil, absolutely perfect to spread on my breakfast toast. Every morning I have the Thomas or Pepperidge Farm, whichever I'm in the mood for, slash whichever is on sale, cinnamon raisin bread. That's my breakfast every morning. The Lando Lakes butter spreads perfectly. Uh, There is my endorsement for Lando Lakes butter. Thank you. I'm glad you took the opportunity to get that (laughs) off your chest. Thank you. Because hey. if there's one struggling company that definitely doesn't get enough love, it's Land Lakes Butter. <laughs> well, if there's a mom and pop butter shop around here that I need to know about, let I me know. know. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll eat artisanal butter. And members of artisanal butter? Oh, by the way, speaking of that, do you, Rick Camp, or oh. your family growing up, when you had like stick butter, like proper actual butter? Sure. Not margarine. Did you refrigerate it or did you keep it out? Refrigerate it. That's what we did too. And my aunt always kept her butter out on like a porcelain dish with like a cover on it. And my friend Sarah, who knows more about how food is supposed to be served than anyone I know. um, I talk about my friend Brian all the time. Sarah is his wife. Uh, She makes all the killer cocktails and she can break bread. She's amazing. But she keeps her butter out. And I guess that's the right way to do it. But I can't get my head around it. Like, this is a dairy product. How does it, how can it exist without being refrigerated? Right. But it do, you're supposed to keep it out on a dairy, on a butter tray with like the bell over it or whatever to keep things off of it. But when you do that, it's always spreadable because it's soft. So I need to find myself the nerve to leave some butter out for the week and try it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it this week and report back. Okay. I'm Unless here for I die. <laughs> J. Nye, the science fat. I'll take it. I like okay. that guy. Do you ever yeah. if you seen the video? I think it's a TikTok where it's like these basic girls are in. Oh an yeah, and then he gets in the elevator. <laughs> yes, I am. he walks it's in. So and good. Like, oh my god, it's you, dude! If I'm Bill Nye in that moment, I'm like, damn right it is. I'm hitting the stop button on an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> See what happened? You just walked into a room of like four super attractive uh, girls that are super starstruck by you. It's like Bill. Yep. This is the moment you've been waiting for. For the first time in your life, there are attractive young ladies interested in you. Hit that stop button, buddy. You can do it. <laughs> and they'll be like, no, sir. Can you please uh, right. please resume? Please hit the button so we don't have to call the police immediately. Thank you. <laughs> well, that seems like a good note as any to uh, <laughs> head to our Ask a Fat questions. Introducing Xfinity's breakthrough Wi-Fi speed. Now faster than a gig. And with X1, you get access to live TV and top streaming apps. Upgrade today. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. Requires compatible X5 gateway. 
For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Hey, it's Jay Zawoski. Thanks for listening to this episode of the I'm Fat Podcast. This last winter, I spent most of it writing a new book about the Chicago Blackhawks, and it's finally coming out on November 10th. It's called The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the Chicago Blackhawks. If you're interested in picking up this book, you can get it at any traditional book retailer, but I encourage you to check out independent booksellers in your neighborhood or online. Go to bookshop.org or bookiesbookstores.com to order your copy of The Big 50, the men and moments that made the Chicago Blackhawks by me, Jay Zawoski, forward by two-time Stanley Cup champion Dave Bowen, out November 10th from Triumph Books. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fans. This question from our unofficial producer, Russ Schneider. Are there foods you loved as a kid, but you hate as an adult? He says he used to eat pickles as a kid all the time, but doesn't want them near his food now. Wow. That's a good question. I'm trying to think of what that is. I know my dad will not, under any circumstance, eat mac and cheese. What? Because when he grew up in a house of 10 people, it was so often that that was the only thing available that he ate so much of it, he won't eat it anymore. Wow. Oh, man, what is the answer to that? I have a lot of opposites, I, like things as a kid I would not eat that I will eat now. You know what? I The one that's weird for me, um, I don't necessarily hate. I think hate is strong, but I just never find myself choosing it anymore. Shrimp. Just yeah. I'm just not. The, I mean, I know for you it's a whole different thing. Yeah. But for me, I used to have the fried shrimp all the time as a kid, and now I'm just like, hey, shrimp, it's okay. Okay. All right. Um, boy, I'm trying to think of what that would be. Like, what did I grow up loving that I just don't love anymore? The, okay, here's one maybe, but there's a qualifier. Tom Tom Tamales, which they always sell at like the mom and top, pop hot dog shops we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I used to get them by default every time. And I feel like the, for the last five or six years, every time I've gotten them, I felt disappointed I don't know if they've changed their formula or if they stopped using, you know, lard to bind the corn together or whatever. Do they but not get different. them from Tom anymore? Yeah, maybe just what's one Tom now. I don't know, but there's something different about them. And I'm sure now that I'm saying this, our listeners will attest to this. Email us. I'm fatpot at gmail.com and confirm this thought. The, the corn meal or whatever you call it, the masa on the tamale has gotten really dry and mealy and it kind of it's crumbly a proper tom-tom that corn was almost it was almost like a liquid it was almost like a like a you couldn't break it up if you wanted to that's when it was great they're not like that anymore it's not a one place thing either it's everywhere i try that has them the tom-toms are the same they're this dry mealy kind of uh corn product so if you've experienced that too, let me know. So it's kind of different, but I think that's what I would say. That was my go-to meal, and now I don't get it anymore because of that. The only place that has tamales still in Evane, Portillo's. 
as mm-hmm. killer tamales. Yes, they do. And if you're near a Bose hot dogs, B-O-Z, some people think it's called Bozo, but it's Bose. It's got the orange and white roof. They have switched from Tom Tom to a different tamale, and they're great too. But if you're using Tom Toms, it's time to switch. And I, I hate to say that because that's as far as I know, that's a Chicago brand, but they've changed something in their formula, and it's and it, to me, it's ruined it. Hmm. All right. I got one here from Seth. He says, in my opinion, I feel the tater tots are superior to fries, and they're my choice of a side when available. I always wondered why no fast food restaurant has tater tots. I nominate Wendy's to do this since their fries are trash. That's that's actually a great thought. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this, and what's your favorite potato side dish when dining out? Well, Thanks, I mean, Seth. Good question. It is a good question. Uh, that is, tater tots are the only reason I ever consider going to Sonic for anything other than dairy. Because Yeah, their food is not good. Their food's not good, but they have tater tots, and their tater tots are good, so... I have definitely gotten their like popcorn chicken before just to be like, hey, here's some meat to go with the tater tots. <laughs> right. Because you t- somehow ordering it without the without the chicken makes you feel fatter. Uh, yes. Just getting the side <laughs> or like right. a, when I was living in a, when I was living in Geneva, I would go past a Sonic every day on my way to the station. So it'd be like on Farnsworth before I would get on 88 and i was like eh, okay let's go because i would want something to drink and i'd want the tater tots so to just get those two things seems kind of pointless so why not just get a value meal because you know it's a value because they say so and uh <laughs> and get and get some form of meat and the popcorn chicken's just easiest to eat while driving yeah good move that's a pro move i always love when i'm somewhere and i don't know they have tots and then they're like fries or tots and you're like <gasps> really it's like the reaction every time it really Um, is yeah i i agree with you uh more places should have tots as a default and wendy's correctly that is the place that needs to adopt tater tots because their fries are so bad and rick uh we you and i discussed this off the air Mm -hmm. uh on the on the topic of of potato sides our project for this week rick and i is to try the kfc special recipe fries yes so we'll have a review of those on Monday's show, next Monday's show. Um, they've got my attention because the commercial is really good and really effective. So that's our project for this week. All right. This question from Josh. What's your favorite fall food that isn't really acceptable or available to eat any other time of the year? <laughs> Does Thanksgiving dinner count? <laughs> I know, right? Because like my, So my default had always been uh, cranberry sauce. And not the like, not with the actual cranberries. I yeah, want, you mean the can? Yeah, the shape of the can. <laughs> I want the right. shape of the can one. Uh, but actually, it's not necessarily not acceptable, but it's just not as available. Are uh, apple cider donuts? Oh, like that's a, a good one. Like a true apple cider donut is only available really around that time. And God, are they good? That's a great answer. That's a really good answer. And I think. I know there's a lot of uh, shame in the pumpkin spice world, but there's a reason so many people love pumpkin spice stuff because it's really, really damn good. Um, but my answer was, and I know this isn't quite what he's looking for, but for me, it's chili. Like, I don't eat chili in warm months. I just don't. Like, to me, that is a quintessential fall food. Same. Uh, soup, too. I only, and really, yeah. I only eat soup when it's like winter. Next time you see Hope. My wife, ask her about my rant about the store Zoop 
in uh, yeah i've in, been to zoo plenty of times okay. well this is in benton harbor michigan which to me is a lake town it's a place where you go on the beach you hang out i don't want soup when i'm at the beach and every time i drive by zoop i like have this rant and she's like jay people live here People live here all year round. Some people want soup. I'm like, nope, this is unacceptable. This is a lake town, and it will not have soup in it. I'm an idiot, as we know. But, yes, you're right about uh, soup and chili. Boy, it, it is right now is prime chili time. Like in the summer, if someone says chili, I'm like, no, I don't want chili. Right. But right now, like with this weather getting cool, and we're going to have a hot week this week, by the way. Just so you know, we're going to have some 80s this week. But uh. now I'm in that mindset of like I, once a year. I'll make a big ass pot of chili, and I think this might be the week. Are you gonna spill it on the floor and have make sure someone makes a gif out of it? <laughs> yes, I will do that for sure. All right, uh, got one here from Reduced Fat Ryan. <laughs> okay, um, he said uh, you've had a couple of Kohl's clothing conversations recently, and I wanted to share my fat hack. Their website has a quality big and tall section, including the weirdo size that I wear, LT. I never see that in, in the store, so I found two shirt styles I like and just ordered those online. So pro tip, if you're looking for big and tall sizes, the Kohl's website, courtesy of Reduce Fat Ryan. We'll just ignore that name. Right. Sounds like you're you're venturing towards normie territory. Yeah. Uh, all right. This is I, I, I love this question <laughs> from right. from Mentally Calloused Sox Fan, which right. is also just a great name. Do you eat through stomach issues? Yes. His, his thing, he said he had the green apple quick steps and still committed to eating Mexican food. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> it's going it, to look, y- you can have bread with no butter or you can have Mexican food. and You're still going to have a stomach ache, right? Yep. As long as you're physically capable of eating it, go for it. Like, I always feel like the worst I feel in my stomach is after I drink. And what's the answer after a night of drinking? Greasy food. That's true. So, I don't know. Yeah. Power through that, man. You actually, you are so right about that. And it's probably because I just don't drink much anymore. Or I don't I don't have more than, like, a beer or two much anymore. That when you actually, like, go to town for a night, that next morning, it's like, it's not a hangover. It's just that your stomach feels like crap. Unless you're counting that as part of the whole hangover thing. But like for me, I don't really get the the headache part of it. But boy, that stomach part of it is real. Oh, yeah. It's that, that to me is almost why I don't anymore. Because the stomach thing is problematic for me. Yeah. Not a big, ugh, no. That's why I just never mind. Next. <laughs> uh, I can go with another one here from Krista. Hey, I'm celebrating the... She started with hey and an exclamation point. Hi. (laughs) I'm celebrating the high holidays, and I was wondering what your favorite Jewish cuisine is. She said she's partial to matzo balls and latkes. All right. I'm going to look something up here. All right. While you look, I'm with Krista. I'm on the latke train. I I know it's, it's pretty simplistic, basic, but it's really damn good. I remember there was one time at the station where we had matzo ball soup and it was the only time I've actually ever had it. Like the the texture, I I wasn't quite there for the texture, man. Like it, it, I don't, I don't know what it was. It it just didn't sit right with me. Like not actually in terms of stomach, but just in terms of like texture, it was like too mushy. 
So I'm not a big fan of the matzo, at least matzo ball soup. Uh, but latkes, I am always here for latkes. Latkes are excellent. Um, my favorite place, one of my favorite places is Once Upon a Bagel in Highland Park, which is now living in Homewood, like the other side of the world for me. But I have found a Jewish deli in Chicago Heights uh, called Bergstein's, which is excellent. I like the matzo ball soup. I like the kreplach soup better. Uh, and that's like a it's a matzo ball filled with like meat. And that's delicious. You might like that a little better. Yeah. Um, it might. I don't know what kind of meat it is. I didn't ask, but it, it could very well be organ meat. But it doesn't matter because it's delicious. Um, the mishmash soup, too, you might really like, Rick, because it's kind of a combination of everything. Okay. But I have found my favorite sandwich at Bergstein's. You like corned beef, Rick? <laughs> do I like corned beef? Do you like pastrami? Yes, it's a meat. Do you, like, do you like brisket? Brisket's good. How about all three on the same sandwich? How does that sound? Uh, productive. That definitely <laughs> yes. sounds productive. That's the BNY at Bergstein's uh, New York Deli in Chicago Heights. I get every time I get it on challah. It comes on uh, brioche, but I always ask for challah bread because I love challah. And the best part about Jewish delis is they all have the Dr. Brown's pop. Ooh, okay. I didn't know oh, that. The Dr. Brown's cream soda. Yeah. And they've got the diet cream soda at mine. The only one I've not tried is the, is it the celery flavored pop? I I'm think that's, sorry, what? Yeah. I th- hang on. Let me, let me make sure I'm, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Dr. Brown's celery pop. It's going to say soda. Soda. I'll type in soda. That is. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. Celery no. soda with other natural flavors. Get out. <laughs> That is malpractice, Dr. Brown. <laughs> it can't be bad, though. Like, it, it has to be good. I'll never try it. Does well, it have okay, to be good? If, some, if someone orders one or I taste this, I'll taste it. But it can't. Like, it's so weird that it can't be bad, if that makes sense. I right? disagree. I think, <laughs> I think there's so many people that want to be healthy out there that can go with our logic and be like, you know, I don't ever get to have pop, but it's celery. Yeah, that could be what keeps it around. People that are just looking for justification to have pop. There you not go. Soda. That's that's fair. That could be it. Uh, but yeah, that BNY. If you're from the South Burbs like I am, uh, Bergstein's in Chicago Heights is awesome. All right, I'm going to combine two. First, Andy uh, reviews the spicy McNuggets. He says amazing, great taste, great spice. The hot sauce is very good, but not needed. He said the nuggets are spicy enough to stand on their own. They work well with ranch. Hot sauce works well with normal McNuggets. Thank you, Andy. And then Jeff uh, says, I've never been a chips on my sandwich guy, but I was eating one of my favorite chips today, and I thought they'd be great on a sandwich. Funyuns. They're super crisp and have that slight onion flavor. Is that something you guys have ever tried? Also, I'm part of Dr. Squatch Nation. My first order, I used the I'm Fat promo code, and my second purchase, I used the Madhouse code. Oh, thanks. Bonus. I'm definitely a fan. Thank you, Jeff, for that. I have not tried Funyuns on a sandwich. I'm trying to think of what would be the proper sandwich for that. Because I do, as everyone knows, uh, the Doritos on a ham and cheese. And then when I have uh, peanut butter and jelly, I have to have Ruffles. What would Funyuns be good on? Like a roast beef? Yeah, maybe. Or like a, um, even like a sub. Mm -hmm. Like if you were to get like a club. Yeah, Mm. I could see that. All right. I like that. I'm going to try that, Jeff. That's a good suggestion. 
Yeah, that is really good. I, okay. I like this, though. Like, what chips go well with your sandwiches? <laughs> Light them up. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is good to, like, go that next level and be like, okay, what's something that's normally on this sandwich? And let's find the chip flavor of it. It's perfect. It's like wine pairings, but yeah. chip pairings. <laughs> yes. This could be our this could be our new thing. Fat pairings with Jay and Rick. And then it'll turn into a dating show, which will get really awkward once it takes off. <laughs> Zoom out. I <laughs> <laughs> need that fisheye lens. Okay. This one from at the game on Twitter. Cool whip or traditional whipped cream? It depends. It depends on what I'm having it with. Am I just simply uh, eating it like with a spoon or am I putting it on something? I think whipped cream is better on ice cream. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know what? If I had to get rid of one forever, I think I would probably get rid of whipped cream. I really like Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip is good. I get. Hmm. I don't know if I could get rid of traditional whipped cream, though. I could just eat Cool Whip, though. Just give me a bowl of Cool Whip and I'll eat it. You're saying I can't do that with traditional whipped cream? Oh, no, I know you can. Okay. I was going to say, is this a challenge? Because I have a week. <laughs> <laughs> I trust that you'll be able to do it. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, okay, we're opposite on this one. I'm I'm keeping traditional whipped cream. Okay, that's fair. Uh, and I've got one more uh, that is just a uh, testimonial uh to our t public shop this is from jb he said he wanted to let us know how wonderful it was working with t public he received his uh french fry t-shirt and 0.0 hoodie but they came in wrong sizes he reached out to t public on a sunday and they responded that night and corrected the order and let him keep the old stuff so if anyone's on the fence about ordering something from t public don't hesitate uh so again check out our t public shop that link is in uh all of our social media bios uh, check out our link tree. It's the top link on our link tree on our Twitter, on our Instagram, on our Facebook bios at I'm fat pod. Very easy to find. Um, so appreciate that JB. I'm glad they were able to work it out. And if anyone ever has a problem, let us know. We can get it fixed. We can take care of it for you. We don't want, our, if you're helping us, we want you to be happy. We want you to get the things you ordered. Uh, so if things are going wrong, you gotta let us know. Yes, absolutely. Uh, before we go, this is this is out of left field, and it's something we haven't done before. Uh, if people are looking for other types of podcast suggestions, this one of our friends, Lawrence Holmes, has his House of L podcast, and he had on one of our earliest advocates of this podcast, uh, Steve Rosenblum. He did a House of L just kind of talking about Steve Rosenblum's life in the journalism industry and all that stuff, and really fascinating, really good uh, stories. Like, he has stories about covering Reggie Jackson, which I just thought were really cool. So, you know, Rosie's a, Rosie, uh, contrary to some opinion that he uh, he just kind of leans into in his on-air persona, really, really good dude. And w- the first person to ever actually put this podcast in print. We yes. were in the Chicago Tribune, which is asinine because of Steve Rosenblum. So I highly recommend if people have some time and they want to branch out on their podcast listening a little bit, go to the House of L podcast and give a listen to the Steve Rosenblum episode. By the way, I could not have written my book without Steve Rosenblum's help. He was the guy who got me off the ground when I had no idea where to begin. And uh, I sent him probably my first four or five chapters and said, like, is this the right? Like, am I even close? He's like, dude, this is good stuff. Like, believe in yourself. 
you're doing awesome. So without him, uh, I don't know what I would have done writing that book. It was it would have been really difficult. Him and Rosner were hugely helpful, but especially Steve right at the start, just from uh, again always helping us promote stuff, always talking about stuff, putting me on as a guest, putting you on as a guest for whatever, and then plugging all the things we do. Steve's a really good dude. I hated him at first because the first thing he ever said to me was, "Maybe you'll get a neck for Christmas." <laughs> I'm like, you son, like you just met me, right? Whatever. Since you know, that's just him. He's just funny. He's a ball buster. Yes. And uh, you know, I'm less sensitive now than I was back then. So yeah, listen to that. Good but, stuff. But Jay, you mentioned a book that you have written. What is this book? <laughs> oh, well, Rick, thanks for asking. Uh, the book is called The Big Fifty: The Men and Moments That Made the Chicago Blackhawks. It is being shipped from the printer, I think, this week. So it's like done, done, like actually done. It's for sale. I know. It's for sale on November 10th, but it's available for pre-order everywhere. Um, I will uh, always, as we've done earlier on this podcast, I will always push to support independent booksellers. You can get it at all the big shops like Barnes & Noble and Amazon, of course, um, but bookiesbookstores.com supports a Chicago-owned business. There's a bookies in Chicago. There's a bookies in Homewood. Uh, bookshop.org uh, spreads money around to independent booksellers. So if you're looking to buy my book and you want to support independent, uh, make sure you follow. Uh, make sure if you got one by you too. If there's a bookshop in your area, order through them. But you know, the, you know the companies that don't need your help. But if that's your only option, I get it. It's available there. But uh, available for pre-order now, out November 10th from Triumph Books. Uh, Stanley Cup hero, two-time cup champion, David Boland, wrote the foreword of the book, too. So it's really good. I think you're going to like it. Again, that's out November 10th. The Big 50, the men and moments that made the Chicago Blackhawks. Thanks, Rick. No problem, Jay. Uh, (laughs) So organic. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Okay, so this was a jam-packed episode. Like I have stuff that... We didn't even get to, so we'll have plenty of stuff for next week as well. Like we said, we're going to try the KFC season fries and see what those are all about. So once again, before we go, want to remind everybody, follow us on all social media platforms at I'm Fat Pod, I'm Fat Pod at gmail.com. We got the Patreon. There's whatever you can give. We always appreciate it. $5 gets you a sticker. $20 gets you a shirt. Check out the Tee Public as long as we're talking about shirts because we have a variety of options there subscribe rate and review the podcast that's a non-monetary way that you can uh, help out this podcast so if things are tight right now we completely understand subscribe unsubscribe and then resubscribe all that kind of stuff to help mess with the numbers and help us out that way and check out our sponsor dr squatch all right he is jay i am rick and this is the i'm fat podcast all right i think we got a lot accomplished here today It's time for some straight talk. Tax returns could look a little different this year. So when the big carriers start trying to get you to splurge on the latest nonsense, just tune it out. With Straight Talk Wireless, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199. Plus, get our unlimited plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Tune into Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Savings may vary. See straighttalk.com.